to mess with me. You don't want this. Did you get our package in the mail? No. No. What 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 do you mean? Did you did you get the package that we sent in the USPS? No, nothing's nothing's come in the mail. Okay, well, okay, so if something comes in the mail and it's wet and red, it's your daughter. Anyway, you guys, hey, (laughs) welcome to Y'all Ever, the only podcast on the internet. I'm Hampton Yunt. This is a comedy mental health program, believe it or not, all about the universal, super relatable humor of staring into the dark abyss. (laughs) You get it? You get it. Hey, how are you? Thanks for being here. This is a long episode. I had a long conversation with an old friend of mine, Mike Carroza. He's a Canadian comic. I met him at Just for Laughs long ago, and uh, he just immediately made a huge impression on me, and we've just kept in touch. It's weird. I literally never do this. I like There's maybe four people on my hand. I can count that I've ever really had an online friendship with. I haven't seen this guy in years. Um, And I think you'll enjoy the conversation with him. He's coming out with an album uh, in a little bit. And we talk a lot about that process and shows we like. And it's a fun time. Uh, We also mentioned at the very end the Y'all Ever Listen to Music playlist, uh, which I put up on Spotify. You can find it on my artist. Spotify. So if you check out Hampton Yunt, whatever, like the artist page I have towards the bottom, there's the Y'all Ever Listen to Music playlist, which I made collaborative. You guys can throw on uh, tracks. I would recommend putting on at least just just start with one track. And <laughs> if you can, I don't know. And uh, tell me why you put on that track and send an email to y'all ever email at gmail.com y'all every email at gmail.com and just tell me why you think this is the a song this group should hear um i just did a patreon episode where i read two emails uh and posted two songs uh on it and it was super fun you guys should check it out check out all the patreon uh episodes i put out every monday of this podcast patreon.com slash y'all ever for five bucks a month, you know, price of a sandwich, cup of coffee, whatever, uh, you can support this podcast. And this is how the podcast uh, exists and keeps going. And you get bonus content every week. And I try and throw on a bunch of other stuff. I just threw on um, some of my stand-up on there, like uh, my half-hour special. It's easy to download on the Patreon. And I hope you guys, you know, check it out. Uh, it's a good way to support the podcast. All right, let's jump in with my good pal 
Mike Carreza. Hey, baby. Hello. <laughs> Hello, cutie. <laughs> Are your parents home? Yeah, Can you talk? Okay. Uh, age, sex, location. What's up? <laughs> oh, uh, 29, yes, please, uh, sunglasses emoji. And location, nunya slash business. <laughs> you're a flirt. You're, oh, a, yeah. you're a fucking flirt. <laughs> We were talking I'm a just goofy boy. <laughs> we were talking just before this, and I was about to just do my bit. You know, when you're in conversation and you're just about yeah. to start doing a bit. Yeah, buddy. But here's the thing that I appreciate mm. is that you said, "Oh well, I mean, I have a bit about this. I could I, and then I, of course, you know, you like you 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 didn't go into it like you didn't mm. walk up to me at a party like at a barbecue and go like, huh? You see that plane fly over? Man, crazy thing about planes is they got food on them, huh? <laughs> oh my god. The guy who like seems like a total normal person with ideas and just, you know, has thoughts. Uh, and yeah. but he he runs out in about an hour. Probably less. But <laughs> but an so hour if he, an, an hour, hour if he's great. <laughs> if he's like the that's that yeah, yeah. it. No. <laughs> That's why I don't trust observational comics. Those guys are always sneaking bits into conversation. Yeah, I'm always like, Friggin hey, oh, boy. hey, if you're not going to talk about how you want to die, I don't want to talk. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not like your comedy yeah. isn't based yeah. in just like um, something dark, I'm, I have no, I have no patience. Yeah. Or on the opposite side, if your comedy is designed to be a distraction from all the dark stuff, mm. because the dark stuff is so overwhelming in life, <laughs> then then also that's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. You're like you're kind of a polar opposite to me in a in an odd way. We we became friends, but for the life yeah. of me, I can't understand why. <laughs> I, I, well, I can. Cannot, cannot I can because I mm -hmm. was very charming, and I, <laughs> yes, I yes. met you when you got new faces, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm a fan, and you were like, yes. this is weird. You were dressed very <laughs> nice. Your your clothes were tucked in. <laughs> you were you're a good boy. But I, I think we just like to giggle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even understand why I do it, but um. I think we the just giggling. share that affinity for just, you know, life's a joke and, you life's know. Life's a bit of a, yeah. Yeah, Bring on the nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you were about to do a bit and I no, encouraged no. it. <laughs> I encouraged it. I now, I now am segueing into how lame is it when comics desperately try to get uh, into a bit. I wanted to hear the bit. <laughs> All right. To me, so. this is, I love, first of all, I need you to know how much I love this because mm -hmm. I... I miss seeing comics that I like. You know what I mean? Like, I, the, oh, a lot of too. comics, they're not, you know... I, first of all, I only get to keep up with you when you post a video or you release an album. It's very... Like, we, we've tried to make it work where you'd come out to this side of the world, but, like, it just mm -hmm. hasn't worked out. And then, like, I just miss <laughs> seeing people that I enjoy live on stage or doing oh, bits yeah. or, like, 
call like my buddy will call me sometimes being like hey i need to run this by somebody so i can hear it out loud and mm. i i love it when it's somebody that i care about ooh, i love it but if i'm mm. dodging a call maybe reconsider our <laughs> friendship it's an it's an odd thing that's like it's maybe more than half of the equation when it comes to stand-up is the collaborative nature. Like, you do need right. an audience for it to just bounce off of or to just see, you know, more more so than that, it's seeing your friends and seeing what the tone yeah. of the room is and of the culture. And that informs, like, I'll drop whole bits, you know, because I just watched the show before and I'm like... Oh, exactly. Some of those bits are old. Some are just not ready yet. And this is the right. tone. And and that's what keeps us all sharp is that weird, um, it, you know, it's not as competitive as we think. It's actually very collaborative and very like communal right. comedy. And that's I miss that more than anything. You that's know, why like, it's fucking insane to be like, who's the funniest gu- Zoom comic <laughs> we've got? <laughs> Steve Harvey will decide who is the funniest child Zoom comedian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just, it's cool. And the, and the top three are a juggler, a hypnotist that somehow did it yeah. over Zoom, yeah. and a magician. And if they're you're the, the type comics. of person who walks away from a show and you're like, I I only like this one person and everybody else sucked. Like, you're just a bad audience. You know, like, we need to be not uh, trying to invoke that kind of view on stand-up. Yeah, but let's, let's also not forget that there's some shows that aren't as stacked as you want them to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be on the audience inside. How's um, the, um, you're, you're in Montreal right now. Currently in Montreal, yes, yes I am. Do you speak? You speak French, right? I do. Yeah, man. This has come uh, up. This come up. I I went to I went to a French high school. I uh, I'm perfectly bilingual, but it's a uh, Quebecois French, so it's like <laughs> not as nice sounding as the France French. That's yeah, the like pea the, soup eaters. Or <laughs> the, the everyone's dis- everyone's dismissive. It's like you're bilingual. Yeah. That's incredible yeah. to anybody fun, in North America. Yeah, but like, when is that ever coming up in North America aside from where I am right now? Like, <laughs> Cajuns, uh, Creole. Yeah. You, you, but that's and the thing New is, Orleans it's so like different. <laughs> I was just in Louisiana. I went to mm-hmm. I went to New Orleans in February, and our cab driver uh, from the airport was uh, Cajun. He was like, uh, you know, oh, so you speak French? And I was like, yeah. And then he started speaking, and I was like. There's way too much Creole in that French for me to un- <laughs> like. So yeah. I I can They're understand like, picking like crawdads out of their teeth to like talk to you. <laughs> it's a Cajun French. Sean Patton. <laughs> in, um, Sean Patton insists that he can speak French, and he <laughs> uh, he and I have not been able to carry out a conversation. <laughs> well, what I think like, honestly in this yeah. time of quarantine, a way to maybe make money is you. You just double up your income by also recording everything you do in French. And that's why we've mm. we've done about seven minutes now, so we're gonna switch to French. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would that would be helpful for me. I mean, does Montreal oh, yeah, not, not really have much of a scene? Uh in French it does. It's kind of like the the mm. big spot in North America for French comedy. In English comedy it's not really a big scene like there are some really like good decent comics that come out of montreal but toronto and vancouver are really where it's at montreal Mm. is is overshadowed by just for laughs and when a city has to shut down for two three weeks 
and you mm. can't really do spots. And then, you know, the comics that are visiting are, are like upset that it's overrun with local comics. And, mm. you know, like that it doesn't it doesn't um, it, it doesn't like shine on us favorably. And then the whole city is just like comedied out for those three weeks. And then nobody really quite comes out to shows. The Comedy Nest mm. is the one place that's kind of made it work. But they did all this work only to be hit with this pandemic. And that's, you know, I don't know how they're going to recover from that. But they're working on it, you know. Yeah. So, no, that seems to be the case, you know. Yeah, um, well, they've been open. Like, because it's, mm. it's way better here uh, than it is out there. Uh, mm. which, oh, I uh, know. I'm jealous. I'm flipping the bird, double birds at Hampton right now. <laughs> I say seriously, week one because I'm I could possibly apply for dual citizenship, uh, and my wife is Canadian. Like, right. Yeah. We were we were like, let's hit the fucking road. Get out of here. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And a, and a bunch of a bunch of our friends did, and they don't. They're they're kind of ambivalent about the the decision. No one seems to have expressly been like this is substantially changed right. the life for the better you know but you know because right. moving i mean it would just be a whole issue if, if we moved you know exactly it's it's a whole other thing but i really feel for the people who like moved right before like because there's some canadian <laughs> comics that moved right before and they moved to la or new york and they were like all right 10 years get, spent 10k <laughs> on this visa finally got this oh, green know, card dude. uh oh <laughs> And it's, it was uh, literally the week we were supposed to meet Georgia's immigration lawyer and like oh no. settle up a bunch of the stuff that like we had gotten married in a rush Jesus. for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all kind of like up in the air right now, but it's all good. Yeah. It's crazy. I though. mean, it, that's it's a crazy wild. to just see how <sighs> much it's opening up right now in Canada. And I just scheduled my first road date. I'm doing Wuhan, China. Okay. I'm do hey, man. Good for you. Just You're gonna for get on Wuhan. That flight? <laughs> <laughs> just for Wuhan comedy yeah. festival, and it's gonna be awesome. Is it? Is it just you, or you got somebody coming on the road with you? Uh, Metallica and Chris Rock. Oh, dude, you're set. You're set. Golden. I know. <laughs> they don't really like those two acts over there, but they love me, so I think they'll yeah, give them a shot. Yeah, you got the pull. Yeah, you <laughs> thought, why not? Yeah, you told. You said Chris Rock. Maybe mm. next time you do a Saw movie, remember that I took you on the road. <laughs> What? That's, Man, that's we got to explain. We got to explain that. For. We have to. Chris, well, no, Chris, he made a Chris, song movie. Yeah, Chris Rock, out of nowhere, decided his like I know. fourth movie directing after doing all these like independent, vaguely ripping off French cinema movies. <laughs> you know, he's just is like, I'm gonna do a Saw movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do Jigsaw. And it's I'm like, per- I love it. Awesome. I can't wait. I, I haven't seen it. I can't say it's bad. I haven't it's, seen it. It's not out yet. They were supposed to release it in May, and then they Shit. pushed it back to next year. And I'll tell you something. No. It was coming out right around my birthday. And <laughs> I I was like, you know when you were, you, I was like, okay, this quarantine's going to be about a month. I can deal with that. And then I was like, okay, I have very little to look forward to. Saw's coming out in May. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna rent it for me, mm-hmm. my, and two of my friends. We're gonna get on a Zoom call. We're gonna watch it together. It's gonna be like we went to see it in theater. I was like, I'm so stoked because I love the Saw franchise because it's great and also terrible. It's awful. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and oh, it shoots in Toronto, which is so good for me because <laughs> uh, one of these days when they go, when, because this is gonna get a sequel for sure. They're gonna do another spiral from the book of Saw. 
Raw uh, with Chris Rock and it's all in uh, Toronto. And I forget who it was. I think it's Samuel L. Jackson. I um, mean, like, if and, it's uh, in Toronto, shoot... I'm surprised Jigsaw hasn't done a like. Would you like to play a game? You've said you liked gravy on your fries <laughs> for as long as you have. But <laughs> would you like to drown in a pool of gravy? <laughs> and your only life preserver is French fries. <laughs> It's like it's so it's so bad. It really is like a seven year old comes up with the problem, you know the the way to kill you. Oh, it it started out as like you don't appreciate your life. Here are some traps for you to get out of, and it went into you cheated on your wife one yeah. time. And it's all ironic. Did, yeah, or like. Or like it, the first trap on Saw Seven is uh, a, a woman who's like seeing these two guys and they don't know about each other but they're friends and there's a table saw in the middle at, at and and she's descending on it and they have to either push it into one another to kill one of the dudes or they leave it in the middle to kill her and it's like there's no way out of that and and it's like first of all how'd you find out about this <laughs> why are why you, are so, you judgy? so high mo- yeah. Why are you slut shaming TikTok? Exactly. (laughs) And that was filmed in the middle of like one of the big squares in Toronto. And you really hear you you really hear it when uh, when you're hearing the cops and and saw talk in the background. You know the chatter that they have. It's like, hey, bud, Mm. I'm gonna go smoke a dart. You know. Uh, (laughs) That's what they do. I mean, it was it was gonna be one of my cinema occasions. I basically love movies, and I mapped out like all of the superhero movies, all the uh-huh. animated movies that were coming o- out over the next year, because it gives me uh-huh. something to look forward to and like invite friends. Right. And now everything's just been delayed. But the one thing that I think is this is only really funny if you're into comic books, but um, the mm-hmm. new the new mutants movie. Yeah, that they've tried to um, release for like the last two years. They're now actually going to release it, but in theaters during the pandemic, and it's it's awesome. I kind of get it. Yeah, I kind of get it because it's like literally they have the girl from like Game of Thrones in there, the little girl, and like all these actors are getting so much older. Like these are all teenagers, and it's just like. It, this movie's already been on the burner for like two years, which means it's been yeah. like four years in production. It's like it's wow, and so now they're just they're just dropping it in theaters in the middle of a pandemic, just being like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's awesome, oh, man. Do you think they're gonna a do a great any, like, way to end release? the X Men? I I, yeah. I I want them to do that, but I mean, this it feels like the final nail in the coffin to just be like Fox no longer gets to do X Men stuff, Marvel is uh-huh. now bought up all that stuff. There'll there'll be a new Wolverine in ten years. You, sh- you know, <laughs> shut up. It's all fine. Yeah, <laughs> don't oh, worry God. about it. Yeah, whatever, man. Honestly, like I can't think. Mm. I like I. I like movies too, but I, I rarely go out to see them in theaters. I'll watch them with like my roommates at home or like buddies of mine at home, like whatever we can find that's like fun or like we'll find a shitty DVD or something. Like we watch like the really bad movies. Like, uh, um, man, why can't I think of any? Like, uh, there's a whole oh, list love. of them. You know, you know. Oh, like I've how- made a I've made a bit of a profession. On- <laughs> You might know a thing or two. You might know a thing or two. No, I hear you. I mean, I love watching a bad movie just as much as a good movie. Like, I'll just spend my night doing that. I mean, has that been kind of helpful for you to just get together with friends and do, like, dumb 
dumb stuff, I guess, during the, the quarantine? Have you been trying to be social? Um, I have. Like, so early on, the way I did it was we would play Quiplash on, like, Twitch. Like, one of us would set up Twitch and face the camera at, like, the... And then mm-hmm. we'd like play Quiplash on Jackbox games or something, and uh, or I would watch like Kyle Ayers uh, has like a, a Twitch stream that he would play games on, and I would kind of just do that to be like, hey, it's my buddy Kyle, and mm-hmm. like sometimes he'd have me on, or like, you know, I set up calls to hang out with buddies on on the phones and stuff. So it's definitely like a social aspect that I enjoyed, but I didn't see many people here, and in fact, it took me like months before I even allowed myself to see anybody. Aside from my family, um, mm. because I, I, I have um, I have sleep apnea and I have a very like small airway to a point where like even my the respirologist I saw was like even if you were really thin and healthy you would still have sleep apnea so like wow yeah so I was like okay so I have a respiratory issue and this mm-hmm. whole thing is a goddamn mm-hmm. respiratory disease right mm-hmm. so it's a virus that's going to attack that system so i was just like terrified and for a guy who talks a big game about being ready to die i don't think uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, re- not ready to die <laughs> yeah. the, the second so album just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's the one you just keep adding it like did you uh, have any trouble i've seen i mean i've seen your stand-up you are a live wire you are high high energy has yes. has yeah. breathing ever been an issue because i mean like i've been winded on stage i literally had to leave my last headlining weekend one of the sets i called it at like 35 minutes because i was just poured you know drenched in sweat and i just was like no shit i'd asked for the i'd asked for like a series of lights to just usually let me know sometimes yeah. just sometimes i'm like give me a series so i know where i'm at in this new set and they just gave me none so i was like all right, guys, you know, I told you the whole set. I'm drenched in sweat. Uh, you know, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally just had to go, like, sit down and just drink waters. And I apologized no to the club. I was like, you know, they were like, you went under. And I was like, yeah, you know, to be fair, I didn't get the lights. And I was, you know, dying of, you know, sweating. Shit right. Like that. I, I mean, I don't think I've... Um so for for what it's worth, I don't really I, I don't get to do um, too long often like here in Canada, like unless I'm on the road or something, mm. I like it's it's usually like the, at most 30 minutes or like, you yeah. know, it, it, so but when I when I perform, it's not as it's not as high energy nonstop uh, physically. It is just like, um, you know, I'll I'll. The the part of it is, is that like the the illusion of it being kind of like nonstop or like high mm-hmm. energy is more powerful than it being exerting yeah. for me. You're not and like Jim Carrey, or like, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're you're definitely not running around, but I mean, it's like I I can say for myself, just talking really fast and being expressive. Mm-hmm. It's it can, like it's like I'm giving. It like when I watch Hitler give impassioned speeches, I'm like, yes, I get the brain. <laughs> Which, like this guy's well, committing. Well, that's what we did before this. Yeah, <laughs> this guy commits. <laughs> that's the that's thing. Is, I, I, I believe in. Over. I believe in like just God full committal. It. You know. Yeah. And it's like, so I don't know. It can go any number of ways. Usually, it's just pretty high energy. I would say. I feel like what what happens is that like I've I've had times where it's been you know tough where I'll like take a second of you know 
you know, yeah, well, give it up for the staff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you made a whole, I mean, to promote you right now, you just came out yeah. with an, I mean, it's coming out. You have an album yeah. coming out. September 4th, right. Full yeah. album. Uh-huh. Um, how did you prep for it if you're not able to do whole sets? Because I can understand piecing it together, but I mean, um, yeah. did you, you know, how'd you go about it? I essentially, I asked a bunch of people around town to like, let me do half hours, uh, just mm. like a, to kind of get it chunked out and then be like, well, I know I can end on this, so I won't bother doing that bit on the longer sets. Or I kind of want to know what these two bits you know, flow, whether or not it's right to have them back and back. And so Mm -hmm. like, you know, even in a 15 minute set, that means like two, three bits that I end up like seeing the piece together. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's upsetting because like, (laughs) I wish I could be doing an hour all the time. Right. It's like, that's the, that's the way you want to be working. You want to (laughs) like, just get it all done and streamline it. And, but It um, it doesn't happen in most, areas like right la la definitely not and when oh, i was coming it. up yeah. in dc not so much but it's like they have like the road rooms that you know right it's just you get if you're lucky to get in those network those are kind of the hour places right. where you're really playing to a bar and you're really trying to make them right. just have a nice birthday and you know, and that's whatever. what i I like took advantage of the relationships I had in those like satellite rooms that would ask you to do long and I'd be like they're like yeah we're cool if you do a little longer like you you want to do 20 do 20 if you want to do a little longer <laughs> and then I'd be like sure I'm doing like 40 then no problem and then and that was like mostly for me but it was like working and it was fun so it was it, like luckily I had that too but uh yeah man like it's it's fun to piece it together and Ultimately, it just ends up being chunks that I was like, okay, I think this locks in together. I hope mm-hmm. that this works. And um, yeah, man, like I, I was really stoked on the material and I thought like, okay, I just need something to put out because I'm not, you know, let's, let us let me have no <laughs> excuse to keep doing all the same bits for as long as I'm going to be doing them. Uh, yeah, going to turn it over it's a the, It's bit. the perfect time to release the material. Because comedy stopped, right. and by the time you come back, you're going to want to talk about completely different shit anyway. Right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I honestly have also empathy for you because this should be something to really celebrate and have a big show. To, it is a bit of a so, bummer, yeah. So, guys, do check out this album <laughs> as it comes on all streaming platforms. Check out Mike Carozza on iTunes. How? Yeah. How, how's the best way to give you money for this? Let's be real. I'm Let's guessing talk. it's going to be iTunes because originally yeah. what I was going to do is get um, albums uh, like or like download cards made and vinyls. I was do I would do like a small run of vinyls because I really want at least one, and then mm. I was going to get uh, download cards to sell to people and like package because I do mm. this dumb bit where I kill a spider and I check its pockets <laughs> for a diary, and I have like this <laughs> tiny diary. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I was gonna, I was gonna Sell put the diary. That, the di- diary with the download card as something like, hey, here's something other than the download card. Dude, and you it, know what I just thought of for merch? I'm like kind of proud of this one. Uh, no, yeah. no one steal it. No one steal this okay. yet until I make it. Yeah, copyright. I'm gonna, copyright. I'm gonna make a Calvin peeing sticker on okay. me it's gonna be peeing on me and that's that's it i'm just gonna sell you those dumb, dumb. I, lo- I love that those are just like copyright free anybody can 
It's because my neighbor has a Calvin Peeing <laughs> sticker and it's on, it says Nancy Pelosi. And I was like, oh, wow. I, I have to have one. Yeah, and put yeah. it on my car and just park it next to his and be like, you hate Nancy Pelosi? I hate myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then people are going to be like, dude, that which politician is that? Google? It's like a comedian. Right? Trust Give me. Give him a listen. Trust me. He's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you've got, God, you got, you got a couple albums worth of stuff for people to be checking out. They should be oh, checking it out, baby. Oh, my God. Like, Check it out. I'm hope I'm hoping we get on the same algorithm where then people are like, if you like this guy, check out Mike yeah. Rosa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the, did you like Did you like the Taco Bell ad space bit? Okay, <laughs> here comes Mike talking about wow. saw. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> do you? <laughs> I, so, I, I, I know I you're making one. a joke. <laughs> yes, do. dude. I'm so I getting do. this album. I cannot wait. <laughs> what was kind of funny, because this really reminds me of how I actually did my first album. Like, there were a couple more road places, but those were really bars and, you know, like, yeah. not, nothing glamorous to to formulate a, you know, 45-minute set or whatever. And then I wound up, I, I knew I was going to record an hour of material, because it was all the material I had at that point that was mm -hmm. workable and good. You know, I, I had plenty of shitty <laughs> stuff that never made the album. <laughs> but, but it kind of... So I, I had to start thinking about callbacks in this odd way, because I was like, I don't know, like, when you have to think about it in chunks, you're definitely like, so right. if, if this is my um, traveling chun chunk, how does that then go into, you know, family, and then into religion, and then into right. sex, and then, you know... Uh, X, Y, and Z, but that, it kind of got my brain stacking material in like a logical sense. And uh, I don't know. I think that was actually a huge advantage because up until then, it was just a bunch of jokes. There was right. no... Oh, yeah. I didn't know how I would really... I knew what the strongest one was and I right. knew what some of the killers were, but like even just stacking your... You know, generally you have like four or five crusher bits <laughs> and then a bunch of really strong B pluses and then there's a right, C right. a C and then maybe you'll sneak in a D. <laughs> and, and it's you like sneak that. in some fun riffs that you thought of uh, at the yeah. recording. I love to have a joke just go thud at least one album, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. that's fun. But it's like I don't know, I think uh that's kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a big thudder. I've got my, I've got a thudder on the thing. <laughs> Let's see what my thud is. <laughs> I like, I remember, this is such a tell for me, but I, re I remember trying to work out a part in my set list because I like this thing I do when a joke bombs. <laughs> like I tell this, mm -hmm. I tell this story about a friend of mine teaching improv and the, like the whole bit you know it's just a save line or it's like a whole thing where i like <laughs> normally do a bit that doesn't do so great and then i do <laughs> that you know it's it's perfect for when i'm working on something and mm -hmm. uh and i remember like setting up the set list and being like geez i wonder which one of these people are gonna hate the most so i could put that <laughs> <laughs> where do i put it <laughs> exactly uh yeah i had I one time had <laughs> The longest bit, this is way back when, when I was still trying out, like, really experimental to just, I don't, I, you know, I didn't know who I was on stage still. Oh, yeah. And it's like, 
the movie The Aristocrats had just come out relatively, like maybe a a year or two before. (laughs) You know, where they tell the long, elaborate joke about the family Mm. fucking and sucking, and then they're like, the aristocrats. So I... I, I had this bit that somehow it was already really long and elaborate, but then it goes into like a sex, second section of elaborate uh-huh. where then I turned on a boom box, took out a bag, and I would put on a cat mask and oh, I would what? literally start doing an, a, a cat mask, like for like a Halloween cat mask. Oh my God. And I would start telling <laughs> the longest joke about cats fucking and sucking each other and oh, then no. ended all with the aristocats oh no oh no oh no dude no you gotta know you gotta know you gotta oh, know no. what my roots are my roots are going into a bar in virginia like oh, tjo no. shit kickers and like Working out a place. whole thing. <laughs> Go into the sound guy being like, so at 15 minutes, there's a thing that's going to happen, and here's the cues. <laughs> like, and doing it to people who were not, they were like, why Ambushed. is this happening? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like, man, I really had fun. I had fun. I mean, when you're I, totally I anonymous, love- it's the best. It really there is a, there's a power to it because like they don't know what to expect from you, which is honestly yeah. to to your advantage for a while because and on my album there's a bunch of bits like this where you don't you don't get to see which zag I'm going like you know what I mean like <laughs> I have like a like hmm. I get to set up bits where I'm like you know me I'm the impressions guy and they're like okay are you or like you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, me yeah. I'm the one liner guy and they're like man Wait, of a you thousand just said- voices <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man of a thousand faces you have no fucking idea how many faces I can make you, you got to do the visual bit suite at the top too like that's how you make sure it's an alt album so people know oh man there's too many I mean I don't ju- I don't judge anybody but like the joke's been done i mean yes yeah absolutely i did one at the top just because it's my it's it's a it's a dumb it's a favorite of mine to just like throw in there to be like okay it's here's the silliness and it's over okay let's move on so it's like Mm -hmm. nobody's listening to the opening track unless they're listening to the full album so so it's so easy to just be like okay here's the quick visual bit audience is ready and we begin here it is Mm -hmm. and uh um yeah i uh now you know it's oh a bit of an alt alt boy album does that even mean anything anymore (laughs) no it doesn't it means absolutely nothing it means unemployable. It means, oh. <laughs> it means I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> Those are yays in America. Canadian oh. Canadian boos are applause. <laughs> oh wow. It's because you guys love your freedom so much. You like your freedom. <laughs> I've never felt more free. <laughs> yeah, my country. My country's being booed by another country. This is freedom. <laughs> do you guys do you guys have like a bunch of Zoom shows going on right now? Yeah, you get there's a couple. I do I do one. I d- don't know if this is going to be the last one on fr- like Friday nights at 9. I do one on Twitch and it's less of a Zoom stand-up show and more of like a catching up kind of like talk show. You put uh, it on or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that's it's awesome, been dude. fun too. Yeah. Um 
it's been fun to do, but like I since I'm going to be back in Toronto, I'm driving the Friday after, so there's no chance I'm doing it down there. And then I have to decide whether or not to keep it up in my tiny apartment that I share with two other people. So, nice. uh, yeah. yeah, so I don't I don't know. I don't know that it's going to continue, but there are some Zoom shows that happen. It's just that in Canada, like things have sort of just resumed in as safe a way as possible. Like comedy bars back up and open. Uh, really? You, you've got, yeah, you've got some like outdoor room, like outdoor venues that have popped up. Like this local Man. comic just moved into like a place with a huge backyard and she got a tent and is like, it's like this open That's mic what I hero be doing. stuff. That's the yeah. thing is like people like, you know, I don't want to say anybody's names or because it's nothing bad, but like, you know, pe- comics I know are really being <laughs> expressing reticence to do outdoor shows, right? They're like, you should right. do, do do Zoom shows. I've been like, I I don't know even how a Zoom show goes or what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, I've literally never seen it, but okay. without, with outdoor shows, I'm like, I've actually had some of the best times of my life doing outdoor shows. So mm-hmm. if they could figure that out, like I kind of, man, that would be like, Almost an incredible time to do yeah. stand up is all outdoor shows. It'd be it'd be tough Weather because, uh, of course. But yeah. I think the most important part to remember is that like people are eager to get back to like more comfortable ways, and so even though the shows are outside and you're oh social distancing and doing the temperature checks and everybody's got hand sanitizer and a mask and like you know you're only in your only your bubble is allowed to come in contact with you there are people that are not gonna obey those rules or are Mm. not you know they're kind of just gonna like hover around to another group be like oh i'm friends with this group too you know so like that's the tough part about that and i understand that hesitation especially in the states um i i i Part of me is like, I regret doing any of the shows I have done in person because I'm so paranoid about this thing. But another part of me is like, I don't feel alive unless I do this. Also, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you're most at risk, but it's also you more than a lot of people understand what the benefits are of doing this. It's it's literally what I devoted my life to. So it's like, it it does matter, at least to me, you know. It's basically like the whole reason I moved to another city, the whole reason that I, you know, I went to school for theater to improve my performance ability. I studied theater so I can include uh, like theory in my act. I've spent time writing. I took advanced dick jokes theory 101. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I took took, uh, philosophy of men versus women differences. I Uh, took the history of act outs. Uh, I did all of it, you know? So like you, I did, you know, I did all this stuff. It's like 10 years of my life. I I literally was like planning a tour through in the States so Mm -hmm. I can do exactly this for my album. Like I'd be like, in LA for a week and be like every podcast that has ever promised me to hang out (laughs) then I will come do it and also you said I could do the good shows out there when I come hang out I'm gonna do the good shows then I'd be in Chicago and Denver New York and and then I'd be back in Toronto working for fucking three months to pay it off but uh, (laughs) now I'm there man that was basically my plan you know I was about to go on a tour and everything like that it's kind of funny I just saw the funniest goddamn example of like people not following the rules you know the mask 
shit. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> there's a t- there's the Twitter account of the guy, the Marine, I guess, who who oh, killed yeah. who killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> and like, and he's not wearing a mask in this picture, and he goes, "Cause I'm not a pussy." And then literally yeah. in the back of the picture, there's another guy who's wearing a mask. He's an elderly man, and he's wearing a hat that's USMC. He's a fucking marine, also <laughs> wearing the Jesus fucking hat. Christ. I was like, so like that other marines, like who's elderly, yeah. is like a fucking pussy. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's so fucking insane. And it when I brought, I brought it up yeah. to my wife, she was like, she was like, we know who the guy who killed Osama bin Laden is. That was my reaction, too. That was, was my like, reaction. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I remember him coming online a while ago. And she was like, I don't think you're supposed to know that. Yeah. And, and yeah. I was like, I don't think so either. But I think he's just telling people and taking the repercussions. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, think I, I don't think it's authorized it, by any means. And I think he's like doing like speeches and stuff. Like that's his life now. Like yeah. I, I feel it's it's nuts. Her, um, uh, Harris Myerson tweeted that picture out, and he said, uh, "Famous killer uh, <laughs> has no regard for human life." And it was like, yeah, perfect, wonderful job. Um, honestly, it is crazy how much the red like. It's crazy how many people are so entrenched in their views to a degree where they're like, it's not about those views anymore. It's literally about how little control is exerted over their own lives. And it's it's tough mm. to, like, confront that in somebody, especially online. Because, like, yeah. at a show, you, like, people can, like, walk out and leave. Like, they can have their opinions. I like playing Magic the Gathering. I've been playing for years, right? I was in, I was in a Facebook group. And I got kicked out for calling somebody a piece of shit for uh, hating trans people, and Whoa. him being like, him being like, oh yeah, wait, he's I, it's into my like opinion. <laughs> He, he's exactly. like into he like can, yeah. centaurs and minotaurs, but yeah, he can't you can, understand yeah. Yeah, a real exactly. person, a real yeah, human you, being. That's exactly. In front of him. You can wrap your head around, <laughs> wrap your head around casting Narnia? spells and loving dragons. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? But, but you Not can't. You can't believe that black lives matter or trans lives matter like that's that's the hurdle you can't jump you've like you've like it's, 50 it's foot though. high jumped over it it's and then true, yeah so they like can't, they can't yeah, handle change it's it's hard because they it's all comfort food so it's like you're changing the comfort food and then they go eh, like but it's it's, it's you like, know how a baby would react you know. It's like that kid on Wife Swap who who the lady threw out bacon and he was like, "Nah, bacon's good for me." <laughs> <laughs> that episode really stuck out for you. <laughs> I mean, I, it's because the clip exactly, resurfaces every I now and then. <laughs> That's the thing. I was like, "How do I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about?" That kid yeah, did flip yeah. his lid. Like it was so funny. He'd never heard no. He'd never heard don't do that shit. Man, actually, yeah. I have a I have a good reality show suggestion for people. Um, oh, go I, for it! Are you gonna tell the tell the folks or find a phone number to call where they're like, "Yes, uh, great idea, hotline, please." Uh, yeah, the <laughs> That's reality show Hollywood works. <laughs> the reality show is called Cops, and I'm embarrassed. We, oh, whoa. We, we canceled it. No, it's uh, a <laughs> the, sh- the show is called Married at First Sight. And they like literally marry people like who have never met, but they they like do all this research and like um you know it's like professional matchmakers put these people together, and it's a yeah. pretty like it's a pretty standard like dating show, but 
I'm watching like season 10 of this show with my wife and oh my god it's uh well just this season it's it's so magnetic because there are literally two pathological liars and it's like fuck yes I you know sometimes yeah like in my life when I've met and known pathological liars it's the best right because like <laughs> they you just you know right away don't trust anything yeah. they say. And then they just say the most insane stuff. Like, yeah, I was actually training for the Olympics last year. And it's just like, uh-huh. ah, you know, like yeah, yeah. Sh- <laughs> shit goes in one ear out the other. And it's all funny. And man, this show is, it's awesome. I've never seen it where there's like two at the same time. It's two different couples. but They're they, together? No, no. Each one has oh, a, okay. a path. So it's like two pathological liars in different couples. And uh, oh, I see. It's like literally just... I got a job and then the the job doesn't exist. It's like the woman will then yeah. go to their work and the job doesn't exist. And it's like the renting they, they've never an heard of the space. guy. Yeah, it's like it, it's like wow, man. <laughs> I, I've never seen this. And uh, every day <laughs> from 8 to 5 he goes to an unmarked building into this office with someone else's name on it and inside is just a ping pong table and a glass of water. Oh dude, it was awesome. This dude told one he said he he was late to stuff cuz he said he was getting a job as being a principal at a school. And then whoa, whoa. And then the That's... Monday before the job starts he goes, "Actually, there's been a change. I'm not going to do that principal job. I'm actually starting as a rector at another like Catholic school." thing and and she's like you got a job like with it you know like you lost the job and then got another within six hours and he's like yes that is correct this economy (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a while ago it's all before pandemic but it's like i mean it's it's just it's riveting (laughs) it's it's i'm like get i get goosebumps watching it and i think it's awesome because i beat myself all the time for being like Maybe I'm, you know, not, you know, firing all, on all cylinders or being nice enough or maybe I'm not uh-huh. thinking of it. And just to, like, really watch people just completely lie. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've got a, I've got a, a dog in the next room. <laughs> like, there's no dog or something. Like, just small things. We live together. Things. It's awesome. This is one room. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I, I love reality. I love reality shows. I do shows, like reality shows. But I enjoy... I love... Okay, I like relationship shows and competition shows, Mm -hmm. but I usually like them together. So, like, two shows that are grandfathered in because they are not part of it are Hell's Kitchen and Big Brother, just competition shows. Yeah. But Are You the One, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, those are shows that I got into and were like was like i love this stuff i love people just being together and like first of all what's the ultimate prize love perfect love it beautiful Mm -hmm. right but then it's also like it's a game you gotta play the game game game. (laughs) yeah there's like weird and if you've ever seen uh bachelor in paradise the spinoff show they they, they do a lot of the alliances type of shit like with you know survivor where they're like because they, they have to vote someone off and shit. And that's like much right. more competitive. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I watched it, but I like it less than Are You The One? Because Are You The One is like Bachelor in Paradise, but with younger, dumber people. And it's so <laughs> fun because it's literally... Which so one is they, Are You The One? So it started off as binary, kind of like men and women and everybody straight. And they like uh-huh. had like 10 men, 10 women. And in the opposite, the group of the opposite sex is your perfect match. But 
you don't know who they are and at the end of every episode you have to sit in couples 10 couples and they it reveals you, they reveal like how many couples are correct, but not which ones are correct. Wow. So Holy you have shit. to figure that out, right? So it's a little puzzle element. And yeah. then last like season they games. did. <laughs> right, it's fun. <laughs> this is like this is like a sociological experiment to drive you crazy. But it's also like they're perfect. Like they have matchmakers mm-hmm. to be like, what do you mm-hmm. look for in a partner, this or that, you know? And, yeah. and so they really go through all of this and then they like pick that person in the other group and then that's they're the perfect match but then also in season seven or whatever the last one they had eight uh 16 people but everybody's like bi or pan uh, and they or like you know people are non-binary some people are like you know everybody's into everybody so it just made it so much more difficult and it Mm. was one of the most entertaining seasons of a show that i've seen that sounds great uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I, I highly that. recommend it. It's uh, I, that's I'm, the thing. I like to recommend shows that you can actually watch with, like you know. I know it's dumb right. to be like watch it with your wife or whatever, but like yeah. it's hard because a lot. I think Bachelor is like difficult to get into, and it's not. It, I don't watch it. You know, it's like yeah. When my wife watches it, I don't watch it. But that, I've watched like The Circle, right? And, yes, uh, Married at First Sight. There's, but the there, fun they part do, about like, it kind of a sociological experiment. I love that part too. I also don't like yeah. about Bachelor in Paradise that they bring people from the past back to the <laughs> I show, hate that too. and yeah, I'm not and I'm not filled in on that, so I'm not into that part. If it's people I've seen on other seasons, I'm a little bit interested, but I'm not I'm not too into it. Like Big Brother this season happening right now, like that's what I was watching before we were talking. Uh, <laughs> they, it's an All Star season, and I've been watching Big Brother since season three, and this really? is season twenty two. Oh, buddy, I was a a child watching this show. It, You're a diehard. I don't know why I love this show, but I do. It's great. I mean, that's um, just like about, you know, kind of voting people off um, out of the house, yeah, right? That's, it's, that's it's been the same competition throughout. Exactly. But they yeah. live in the same house and stuff. And like, it, it's a game of deception where you expect the unexpected and it's literally because it's I'm a completionist. I just need to finish watching it. That's well, it. That's it. Thing is, is like that's one of the first reality shows. Um, I think it, or oh, yeah. you know, I, you can make the case that the news or game shows have been reality shows since forever. Right. But you right. get what I mean. Like, there's kind of, of like a, some of the earliest game shows are are still some of the best. Like, if you think about it, it's like the Osbournes pretty much set uh-huh. the entire template of what those family, like a reality show yeah. based on a family ever was. And it's one of the best that's ever happened because it's actually, they care about each other. They like each mm-hmm. other. There's, there's, and they're mm-hmm. actually, a, you know, they're, they do shit. They don't just like, I don't know, live off their hey, money or whatever. Yeah. Like Ozzy's doing Ozfest the entire time, you know? And like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then, and then you got like Survivor. Big Brother, Survivor, and yeah. you got like um, fuck, uh, god damn it, uh, what's the well, the Bachelor one? and the I'm, Bachelorette I'm, oh. were, yeah, those American ones Idol were like early. That's the other one. Oh, I true. To yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like oh, a yeah. lot of these. I mean, who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> was kind of the reinvention of the game show. It was late night game shows. It was, and it, a prime yeah. time, and a lot of it was just like great. It was is really. There's a reason it it kind of work so well it's simple and they just nailed those formulas and then they tried to like (laughs) complicate it always oh shit i think uh, um 
I think that like the primetime who wants to be a millionaire is an era that I I like wish we could kind of get back to like I dude I just rewatched man, the clip of the guy calling his dad oh yeah because that was on, that was <laughs> making the rounds on Twitter too like it's yeah, it's just, just fun to yeah, yeah. It, it's honestly like back in those days where like I hate to I hate to be like this nostalgia freak over here just like horny for nostalgia but I remember like I was at my grandfather's house with like my, my mom's side of the family and we were like 27 of us before anybody was married any of my cousins were like you know so it was just us and uh you know my uncle was like hey it's eight o'clock you got you put it on put it on you know (laughs) and and we turn on who wants to be a millionaire and i like trivia so i'm stoked and like Mm. a lot of people are stoked because like they uh, either they love money or they love trivia and you're like like super easy trivia too it's like it is but Insane. I felt like a genius being the only kid that knew the answers, right? Like I, <laughs> so it was like I think there should you know, be like a dating show called Gun, and it's just uh, er, there's one gun, and you don't know who has it, and okay. it's like it's like twenty contestants, all kinds of genders and races, but who's got who's got the gun? Who's really in control? Who's in control? Okay. <laughs> Every every day starts with every day. (laughs) That's uh. Hold on a second. Let's see. Let's really flesh this one out. Hold on a second. Uh, Everybody. Every day, people wake up with their hands up. That's rule number one. No threatening motions. Um, If you say anything provocative, you have to backpedal. Because yeah, you you signed a waiver. One lucky bachelor with a gun will walk away with the love of his life and his gun. <laughs> and then, and the big spoiler twist at the end is that he kills the last contestant because he's like, I've loved you all along. And he's talking mm. to the gun. And then he kisses the gun. <laughs> he kills himself. But, yeah. Exactly. And the gun rejects the proposal by shooting. <laughs> That's the reality That's- show I want. <laughs> Honestly, did we just write an Adult Swim infomercial type uh, friggin' <laughs> like sketch? Send it off. Send it off to Here Adult Swim. They need content. If anybody at Adult Swim is listening, I have a pitch for you if Netflix passes. And I'm not even kidding. This is a real thing. Please call me. <laughs> uh, Mike, where can people yeah. c- catch you? Where can people check out your stuff? Oh, I'm easy to find. If you know how to spell my last name, you'll find me. It's uh, Mike Carroza, at Mike Carroza, C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. That's my mm-hmm. last name. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at that. I'm on Twitch. Again, I don't know how long that's going to last. You know, twitch.tv slash Mike Carroza 91. And uh, I have a podcast called Bummer Boys. It's stylized like a bad hardcore band. So it's uh, X Bummer X Boys X. So you can <laughs> find those on Instagram and Twitter too. But on Spotify, SoundCloud, and uh, Apple Podcasts. And of course, my album, Cherubic, coming out September 4th on Blonde Medicine Records. You can pre-order it now on iTunes. That's probably where I'm going to see the most money from it. But uh, mm-hmm. anywhere is good. I just really want people to like it. And if you do listen to it on Apple Music and iTunes, please listen to it a lot. I'd hate to be the only Canadian comic <laughs> in the history to not hit number one. I will be so ashamed. <laughs> I think I this is going to so put you ashamed. over. I think this is going to put you over. This is, I'm going to be number zero, top in the charts. Yeah. <laughs> More than one. You're, you're nothing. <laughs> I mean, th- 
You've told me about your podcast. I mean, it, you're oh, saying yeah. it's it's um, focused on bummer. So yeah, it's bummer it's called tracks. Bummer Boys. I feel like this relates, it, you know, exactly. To this podcast. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Bummer Boys because it's we pick a song uh, that made us sad that week and we discuss like the song, like it, whether or not we like it and why we picked it. And mm. it's usually my buddy Alex Kalenko and I, or if we have a guest. They'll they'll also do the same thing. They'll play the, they'll play the show <laughs> with us. Like they'll do what we're doing, and then we end on one nice thing every week. And uh, things, you know, being kind of bleak. The latest episode we did was Bouncy Boys, so we picked songs that made us happy that week, <laughs> as just like a, a you know a, a, yeah a little departure choose? from the show and a little bit more levity. Uh, I chose uh, Hammerhead Shark by Standards. Uh, <laughs> And they rule. And also, we the episode before that we had Marcos of Standards on the show, so it was like oh, that awesome. was it wasn't intentional. I just already had my choice picked, oh, and then I right, right, sure, it, sure, it, it, it worked the out. The payola really scam <laughs> continues. You're taking payoffs for, con- for fans to be on your pod. Oh, I would, I wouldn't even because. Buddy, the band rules, man. It's just that he has a new album coming out, and the music is so cool and so fun. It's instrumental math rock, and it's just so good. And uh, dude, um, I, yeah. I with this podcast have just recently started doing this um like playlist on my artist Spotify. You can add nice. a uh, playlist if you access your artist Spotify. You can start adding playlists, and you, I made one collaborative, so people can just add songs. Um, oh, cool! I, I, either you or me, like we should add that song to the list because it's it's songs just from people who listen to this podcast. They love, you yeah, know. I ha- mean, happy and absolutely. sad music all about mental health. And I mean, that's dope. what we bonded over in mm-hmm. in Montreal when you came. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we. Well, wait, it, we wasn't, it wasn't Montreal. We were, uh, or was it? It was, was Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I'm so stupid. I literally didn't know <laughs> where I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we yeah. Both, it was, I did. Uh, I did just for laughs. You were right. kind of when I met you, like kind of uh, old hand at it. Like you, you've been around. I had just volunteered for laughs. at the festival a couple years at that point, and I think it was like the last time I volunteered. But also midway through volunteering, I kind of bailed because somebody gave me their guest pass, and I could still see all the shows and hang out yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is yeah. It's the, uh, the access, it's yeah, local. yeah, and it yeah, was you nice. Were kind so of, um, you were like king shit when I met you because it was like <laughs> you knew everybody, and I mean, as as cool as it is to do like new faces or whatever, but like uh-huh. I don't know anybody, and I'm lost in a sea of people, and no one's being expressly that friendly, and like yeah, you, I, mean, I think we we bonded over. I think it was say anything. Um, Absolutely, I don't know if I anything. was wearing a shirt or if you were. I don't remember how it came about. I think I think what it was is I bumped into my friend who happened to have a CD in his backpack that he had to like give back to me or like he he had just bought like oh, a signed copy. God, you're right. And uh and I was I was walking around with it in my back pocket and like fell out and you were like it, that's the that's the thing or it was like the the triple <laughs> album just came out. And uh and then we bonded over um, Hebrews not being what we wanted. I think like the uh, the album <laughs> that had just come out. I, yeah, that, re- that was later because all of our oh, true, exchanges on on Facebook since then. Because I, I literally haven't seen you face to face since many many years ago. I just relaxed. Yeah, when when was that? What year do you remember? Uh, maybe 2015. 
No fucking way. It's been five years. Yeah, yeah. We've been it's trying been to like get you to come years. hang out. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I don't know. We just started talking. I think I saw yeah. some video of you playing guitar. I was like, dude, you play guitar too and you're great. And yeah. like, um, yeah, I don't know. I think then I started to... You were like the one person I would then go to and be like, I'm just not that into this band anymore. And I feel, yeah. like, I'm re- feel like I'm really let down. And like, yeah. it, it was like fan shit where you, you want to, exp- it's not like I've stopped listening and I even enjoyed no, their I've, last album, but it's like exactly. at the time I was like, what is going on? What's the, uh, what's the last album called? Oliver something? Oliver Inappropriate? Oliver Inappropriate. All over Inappropriate. It's like another israel yeah. boy he, yeah. he's doing these pun titles i and mean dude, he, not- he just put out this amazing video on his twitter did he really of max bemis talking directly into camera for like an hour and a half to kind of explain or like an hour to like explain what's been happening in his life because i've been what like what been what has been going on and it's it's interesting i think people should just check it out rather than me talk about it but basically i think somebody was came into his life who's kind of like a Hollywood power player in inside of mm. the industry and kind of fucked with his world perception and drove him crazy for a long time. And all I'll yeah. say is this person basically is the same person who drove Kanye West crazy. <laughs> and that's the guy who was in Max Bemis's ear for like a year. Oh my God. He was like literally uh, Kanye, Kanye wouldn't call this guy back. And then he just latched onto Max started. Bemis and literally would tell him shit. It's, it's a really a interesting real video. This dude was like, you know, he, he knew Max would be like some sort of screenwriter cause he's a great writer. Right. Um, and then, yeah. um, he told him, he was like, I will never listen to your band. I don't care about your music. I'm not about that. We're getting you to write the next, like, E.T. and Jurassic Park, you know, like, just fuck what? it. And, and when somebody who's, like, really successful tells you that, you you tend to believe them and shit. Yeah, you... And it's like, Yeah, wow, you want to be on that ride. Yeah, you know. That's like, tough, it, man. Yeah. So it's like he literally, I mean, like, sabotaged uh, his own band because he was like, it's over. And, like, this guy's telling me this music doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I'm onto something and bigger. I'm gonna write movies now and shit. Yeah. I mean that Straight does explain tragic. a bit of the, the the uh, what's the one <laughs> choices, <laughs> the choices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I all mean, are inappropriate. There were like three songs on there that are good enough that they made the the you know like the evergreen playlist of say anything songs mm-hmm, that you're like mm-hmm. if I want to listen to them this is gonna be what I put on. That like there are three tracks off of that album that are solid, but the the album before that forget about it. There's nothing on that album that I can listen to again. It's, it's a real just, bummer. It's it's so raw. Like his lyrics yeah. are as like poetic and uh, completely raw and uncensored uh-huh. as possible. And I think that really requires a true devotion uh, to just maintaining that integrity. And I kind of also can mm. understand that you know the band probably wanes a little bit in popularity as far as being. Mm a giant known entity but the funny thing is i saw him at like the house of blues like you know five five six years ago and mm-hmm. it's packed right and like they have this they have an like it's not like other emo bands they're they're like it's a following that's like he could be exactly. playing funk it's there's there's an artist who's expressing himself and i'm i'm interested in that right you know yeah absolutely and i'm i'm right there with you because like this is a guy that we 
we heard a walk through hell and we're like, okay, what else is going to come from this? And then it was like banger, 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 banger. Yeah. Okay, he's he's been very upfront about his mental health and it's kind of showing now. Okay. Oh, bit of some bangers here, but it's very <laughs> experimental. Oh, this one's bad. This one's bad. Okay, you're doing you're doing better now and then disappears. You know, so it's, it was um he had that two tongues mm. project that like wasn't I liked it. I did. I, I liked Crawl. That was the only song off the whole project that I was like, this is great. And it opened that album. So I was like, perfect. This is, this is going to be fantastic. And then it yeah. wasn't for well, me. Well, I will say it's not easily digestible, but it's like I love Chris Conley from Saves the Day. I love mm-hmm. Max Bemis. So it's like even if it kind of isn't super accessible, I, I'm like – I actually really enjoy. Well, there's a lot of crossover. These guys make, you know, yeah. exactly. It was the crossover demo that, like, they were they were shooting for, and they absolutely nailed it for that demo. <laughs> like, they oh, did 100. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was never a Saves the Day kid, so that's that's probably why it misses me because I don't think I like Chris Conley's voice, even in Crawl. Th- there's like the the pre-chorus bit that he does that I'm like, you you couldn't. You couldn't nail the. There's two notes <laughs> that you're you're just flat on. This is this it, is why I love it because <laughs> I have the same like problem when I listen to music and I'm like I try to explain to people and you're like look I'm not saying I'm great but I understand uh-huh. what went wrong here uh-huh. you know? uh-huh. like, yeah and people think you're just being like negative and stuff like that and and I'm not trying to be negative. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be amazing that everything you consumed in your life you enjoyed? Wouldn't that be so nice that every every song you've heard in your life you've absolutely loved in its own mm-hmm. way so like things don't lose their spice, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, they're different they're different pleasures and different fun. Wouldn't it be nice? Like I'm not actively hoping things suck. <laughs> I think you're negative. That's why. <laughs> that's why my favorite song is "Happy Birthday." Okay, I never get, well, ti- I never get tired of it. Catchy it. tune, very I memorable. To it every day. I mean, it's, it feels it's like sung every day, huh? <laughs> it feels like when I see you do comedy, uh, you're you're trying to maybe leave the audience you know, happier than they were before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to just cheer, cheer them up. Do you figure, do you feel like that's the audience the plan. is I mean, sad? I've <laughs> <laughs> my mandate, like I mentioned before, my whole deal as a comic, I decided like I, I'd like to, I'd prefer to be a distraction from the overwhelming stuff that's in real life. And, mm-hmm. you know, the only allowance I give myself is that death is inevitable. And therefore, that's the, like the one thing that I will be like, it's a negative thing. Sure, because it's like the removal of life. But that's the only thing that I feel comfortable being like, I'm going to joke about that politics, <laughs> race, uh, uh, you know, it, it, any like I, I'm going to represent as much as I can. Like there was something I do a bit about chefs kissing. Like it's just like, hey, do you, <laughs> you know, do you think if a chef is dating another chef when they kiss, they both go on and they mush them together, like they do the chef's kiss and they mush their fingertips <laughs> together. It's just such a dumb little joke, and then it goes into this long story about. Um, chef one having a hard day at work and all like originally it was a straight couple of like a man and a woman and and, and then it became 
just two dudes and i was like yeah it's an easy change to make people feel represented like that's gonna be like the closest thing to having a political <laughs> stance that i'll have in my act is that i'll make you feel i'll try my best to make somebody feel comfortable or like mm-hmm. you feel like i'm i'm coming from a place where you can appreciate what i'm doing and not have to worry about me having these thoughts that will be exclusionary or anything yeah. um it's the canane thing of like uh, I'm not I'm not here to be a goalie. I'm as long as you're not hurting anybody, I'm here to help or get out of the way. And then the other side of that coin being like if there are any if you witness anything being hurtful or unhelpful, then it's up to you to stand up and say something. Like that's yeah. that's kind of what I uh, ascribe to. And so when it comes to stand up, what I really like to do is just be as silly as possible, be dumb as shit, and then. I, and then when I leave, hopefully you, you you remember a little thing and you take that with you. Like it's mm-hmm. it's been really fun to do shows around the states and then like come up to like wake up to a message here and there on Instagram being like, you know, my wife and I were still doing that chef's kiss thing. Like we'll <laughs> we'll cook together in the sh- we'll cook together in the kitchen and like we'll do a chef's kiss and you know tap our Hell fingers yeah. together. And it's just a nice thing where it's like I made them happy. I gave no, them a little something. No, you got merch, dude. Chef's kiss merch. <laughs> little little yeah. shirt with two hands kissing. <laughs> Chef's Bloody, kiss. You know Sell what, man? Thongs so- that say that. Shot glasses. <laughs> Do it all. I'm so, I'm so ex- I'm so happy I recorded the album before <laughs> I pushed myself to expand on the joke. Because mm-hmm. the whole bit is that that line of the, them kissing, and then I do this long story about Chef One having a tough day and Chef Two declaring their undying love for them and support. And then at the end, they they like smooch their fingertips and be like, "Okay, that's it." And it's like this. It's basically like the folding of a hose and letting it go, right? Like the audience yeah. knows it's coming and they're waiting for their cue, but. But like it's to get into that, I'm like, if you're not laughing, it's because you're not picturing it. And then mm-hmm. I do that story, and the original joke I was gonna do, like, yeah, some of you guys still don't quite get it. And I turn around and I put up like a paper, a big chef's hat on <laughs> my hands, and do like hand puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Andy Kaufman's ghost comes out of the grave, starts applauding. Yeah. Yes! Yeah, I'm dude. in hell, but this is good. <laughs> Notice that I didn't come down. I rose up. <laughs> I rose up. <laughs> That's so uh, awesome, dude. I mean, you take it to the nth level. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to be as dumb as possible, man. Like, if if you leave mm-hmm. happy and a little confused, that's what I want from it. I oh, want yeah. you to like enjoy yourselves. I, like, I don't dude, know, the, man. The, the stand up I was doing right before all this. I mean, a good uh-huh. half of it, half of the hour was. Uh-huh. Uh, I would take on stage my um, my preschool diploma. Like oh. I I graduated from preschool and I found I found it and it's okay. it's real and it's just like it's got like bears and ducks on it and I just yeah. like I just would scream at the audience about how I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking smart, okay? And like and just and I would tell stories about times I've shit my pants. Right. And I'm not dumb though like just listen and just and just talk about times i've really embarrassing filled my pants with shit but then kind of wave this preschool diploma in their faces and be like you know fuck you like this proof's yeah. right here read it and weep, weep bitch you know like they don't just and, give uh, these out i earned uh, this and it was like man i recorded the last time i even got to do it live and 
people were just it was such a fun way for people to laugh when people laugh because you're just being so incredibly dumb that yeah. that really that that was like man i feel like That's I'm, the dragon I'm, I'm, I hitting, chase, buddy. I'm hitting something yeah 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 you know as much as i, I mean, love to make a point i just feel like though i've also kind of i've said a lot of things on record already like right on yeah. albums so it doesn't really make you know it's not like i can keep screaming about the same problems like 10 years later <laughs> right. and like yeah and still yeah. gay marriage is a problem. you know it's like yeah it's I, like, already, it's, I already covered that a long time ago yeah. i nailed I it i think <laughs> i think what you managed to do because i think i told you this i um I, I i had to drive to to, um, to bloomington with my buddy deanne uh, mm-hmm. and uh and sh- uh, she was like hey you you know you always listen to comedy albums uh, you gotta fill me in. Like, what should I be listening to? And I was like, Look, I I don't know if you know Hampton. We'll listen to one of his albums, and we listened to Abel on the ride, and we loved it. And one thing that we noticed was that you do an excellent job with like supremely dark subject matter, and still making it silly, still making it si- silly. Like, I love the. Um, well, this is one that's not on an album, but you just did. You put up a clip of like an Epstein bit that you were doing before oh, yeah, all this. Yeah. That yeah. is so funny. Thanks, dude. It's so <laughs> no, funny. No, I know. That was like, I was having so much fun. It was like literally like. But you know, I don't want to. I don't want to get a. Oh man, you're making me miss stand up. I and know, it's pe- and it's people like you that I really, honestly miss. It's like all my friends, and just I think what we were talking about before. I love seeing my friends perform. I felt like it made me a lot sharper, and tr- exactly. and that's part of where I'm like, I don't even want to do a Zoom show because I feel like I've been stagnant. Like I haven't really watched stand up or kept abreast of it, other than just you know, uh, right. Seeing the occasional special that comes you out, you haven't been able to like go to the gym. Bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pumped. You haven't for your been album, able to man. go to the gym and work out that muscle. Thanks, no. dude. No, and uh, I think that's gonna help. I think I'm gonna try and dive a little bit back in into like watching my friends. Just watch. Start there, because I've been trying to watch specials and it just bums me out. Believe it or it's... not, Rob Schneider's special did not take me out of my existential <laughs> funk. <laughs> Believe it or I not. I mean, look, dude. The thing is, there are so many great albums out there that like can th- that can do it. But I do, th- I understand. Like, there's like this fear, like this missing out. This, um, the, the I don't want to be like the FOMO. Like, it's just it, mm. it does. There have been some Zoom shows that are done well where they have like a dedicated audience that is there to like laugh during the show, sure. and that makes yeah. a huge difference. But it's also still like. You're done your set, and then you like click off the video, yeah. and you're like, I mean, I get eh. all that. It's really just performing, and for me, yeah. I know it sounds really ostentatious, but it's like uh, a lot of bits that I do write. It not all of them, but I feel like a lot of them rely on. I say something, the audience reacts a certain way Agreed. that I plan, yeah. and then I take it to the next level. And if there's, oh, yeah. th- if I can't do that, then it's like. I mean, I just don't want to write normal one, you know, ABC jokes. It's exactly it's, that would be kind of boring. So it's like, you know, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it, I'm right there with I'm, you. I'm looking I've, forward to it. I've back. I've had to I've been on Zoom shows and had to like navigate my way out of doing the parts that I wrote as a reactionary thing. You know, like uh, like what I would want to do if I did a Zoom show, say, and I was doing the the preschool diploma thing and I'm talking about shitting my pants. I would want to hire an actor who comes in off camera in like a baby diaper 
while I'm talking, you know, like that to make it <laughs> worthwhile. Like, and that That's, to me is like the bare minimum. Is like the, <laughs> like the, the bare, bare minimum, minimum. is like. I mean, otherwise, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, <laughs> I mean, I do. I think that's that's very funny. I think there's still fuck with the form at least a little. Because I remember it feels like we're trying to repeat something that that is its own thing, and it's like if right. we're gonna do Zoom shows, do Zoom shows, and and I want to see what that really could be. Like, if I people think... are throwing the clips or doing shit. I don't know. I think that that's something that's missing that I agree with. Like, do you remember Ian Abramson used to run Seven Minutes in Purgatory? And, like, this is part, like, th- being on a Zoom show feels like doing that show where, but you don't have the benefit of being like, after the show, you come out of that closet and take off the noise canceling headphones and the audience is applauding yeah. for you and you know yeah. that they're enjoying themselves. Or, or, you know, or like somebody was there to be like, you did great, you know, like, like that, that kind of thing. That's the thing. It's like there was a wave that almost ruined stand up for a long time, mainly yeah. out of here in LA, where everything had to be a novelty show. And they're like, it's stand up and there's no microphone. It's, it's stand up and there's no audience and you're in a closet and there's a bug eating your dick. And then it's like, now that's just what stand up is. <laughs> Right. is the novelty show but and that's why the i'm novelty, like i don't know i just want to the see novelty show that i am surprised hasn't caught on entirely is the powerpoint novelty shows you know mm. what i'm talking about like the the kinds that are like you sure it's a little bit more effort to like make a powerpoint or like a a keynote for uh, a show but then you like run it from your screen and you talk over it and you have you know that's that that's yeah. like that's the one that I'm surprised hasn't taken off. Enough, hasn't I transferred think, yeah. over. The most logical one. Yeah. Exactly. Hasn't really made its yeah. way over. That's why I don't have that much faith in it. But I want to, <laughs> I want to, I don't know. I want to, I want to hold out hope and I'll dip my toes in when yeah. I feel like my friends are having a good time. And uh, yeah. That's you know? the part that's keeping people off of it is that there is like a hopefulness. The thing is like we are getting to like, especially in the States, the States are fucked right now notre dame started classes and then ended after like eight hours because uh (laughs) like nearly 150 people were infected and that means they go home they infect their families they infect whoever they're in contact with that's that's gonna end up being a thousand people asymptomatic or not having the thing you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's just a messed up reality is that like this thing is super contagious and it's out there and the best we can do is try but it's so difficult when your entire life is wrapped up in this thing and to pivot is just like i don't know man when i was growing up my parents were like you can do anything you want to do you just got to put your mind to it and then now they complain that i do stand up comedy <laughs> because they oh, were dude, like it's is, possible this, is, <laughs> this has honestly healed a lot of relationships i feel with me and my my folks and stuff where it's like at least the pressure is like i'm just like <laughs> i can't make the pandemic go away so yeah you know like, yeah. <laughs> you know i can't make myself suddenly have an education at 36 <laughs> like it's you know it's a little <laughs> out of my hands here yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. they're at least it's funny because it's like when things were going and I just I was about to go on tour, it was kind of like, 
So, yeah, and like, how much is that going to make? And yeah, okay. And how long mm-hmm. does that yeah, really yeah, yeah. work out for? And then it's like, now it's just like, I, I, you know, if there's, it's not even in my fucking control. Right, exactly. Um, Mike. And, um, yeah. Oh, we've been uh, going. Yeah, I think we got to get, we got to get out of here. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> this was very nice. This is very Dude. sweet. Dude, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for it. asking me. I really, I, I, first of all, it's just nice to talk to you again, dude. Like it's been so long, and I can't believe that it's been as long as it has been. But uh, I know in person. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just keep, uh, let's just keep exchanging times that bands are letting us down. <laughs> let, let each other know. <laughs> okay, here comes stuff. the text thread. <laughs> and guys, check out Mike's uh, upcoming album, Cherubic. It's going to be available on all streaming downloading platforms check it out write to sirius xm in canada tell them fucking play them or you're gonna blow up a building downtown (laughs) don't have to say what town just say blowing up a building downtown they'll take it seriously (laughs) (laughs) all right man i'll talk to you later dude i hope hope you're doing well man yeah take care you too stay in touch buddy all right take care bye a podcast network.